This is the Conservative Daily Podcast. And now your hosts, Max McGuire and Joe Altman. Welcome back. Second hour. Trevor, we have you for a few minutes. Um, I want to make sure that we plug your book, um, the book that we have, but you have another book that we could plug as well. Um, so, Mr. Producer, why don't you put that image up? This is the one that I thought was your most recent, The Enemies Within, and there's a link in the description on Facebook and YouTube if you want to buy it. Tell us about your other book, though, the other book that you were telling me about before the show started. Yeah, my more recent book is White House Reds, and what it what it shows is the Marxist backgrounds of people like Joe Biden, uh, Pete Buttigieg, who is now the Secretary of Transportation. It shows that the actual Marxist leadership of the modern Democratic Party. You know, they're not liberal, they're not progressive, they are full-on communist. Virtually every, virtually everybody who stood on the Democratic ticket in 2020 had a Marxist background, and I'm including Amy Klobuchar, Mrs. Nice from Minnesota, I'm a, obviously Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, but even the people we thought of as, of, as moderates or were sold as moderates, like Julian Castro, like um, Joe Biden. All of them are Marxist. It didn't really matter which one got there. You were going to have a Marxist in the White House if if the Democrats won. So it's White, White House Reds, Communists, Socialists, and Security Risks running for U.S. President 2020. So make sure make sure you check that out. When when we had Katie Hopkins on the show, I mentioned to her that usually the United States likes to present itself as as Reagan said that beacon on a hill that the world should look at us and should emulate us because this is how you have a government that can protect your rights, can protect your borders while also respecting your rights. But in recent years, what I've actually said is we have a lot to learn from New Zealand, from the UK, because the restrictions that we're seeing there are eerily reminiscent of what Democrats here want to impose, the lockdowns in the UK, the gun control in New Zealand. So obviously you mentioned that you live in Florida. Um, yep. But what do you think is a, is a lesson from New Zealand? Something that that we should yeah. we should really pay attention to because if we don't stop this leftist movement here, that's going to be coming to us next. Well, so New Zealand has a Marxist prime minister, Jacinda Ardern. She's the the darling of the international left. See, see that my country never had to fight for its liberty. It never had to have a revolution or take up arms. We basically got the we got the law we got our law from the British Crown, British common law. So we never had a written constitution. We never had guarantees of freedom of speech or the guarantees to right to keep and bear arms. So our right to keep and bear arms has now virtually been extinguished. There is no right to bear arms for self defence. You can go duck hunting. You can go shooting quail or geese or whatever. You can still do that or you can do competition shooting, but there's no right to use, to carry firearms to defend yourself. Freedom of speech has been virtually, look, look, we have no real guaranteed freedom of speech. They're now introducing hate speech legislation, which will take away what we, what we have left. New Zealand if New Zealand was a bigger country and uh, we had the laws we have, we would be a tyranny. The fact that it's a small country and everybody knows each other makes the tyranny a little softer. But where we are going, you're going to be going very soon. They, they're going to take away your guns and your freedom of speech if you let them. 
and then there'll be no stopping the tyrants. See, this is what people need to understand. When the old Soviet Union, that was tyrannical, but you had a free America. People could leave. The American media would shine a spotlight and embarrass the Soviet leaders. There was some check on their tyranny. If America goes down, there is no check. There is nobody to call the tyrants to account. There's nowhere to flee to. There's nobody to oppose them. So they can go full on North Korea all over the planet if they want to, and they will, and nobody can stop them. So look at New Zealand. Look at what the freedoms we've given up. You know, everybody loves freedom in America and New Zealand knows that what freedom we have left depends on where America goes. If America reestablishes a constitution, reestablishes a republic, we will take our freedom back. But if America loses your liberty, it goes out all over the world. There's nowhere to run to. I'm, I'm a coward. If there was somewhere, I'd already be there. You know, but there isn't. This is the last stand here. And, and, well, and well, you we left New Zealand and came here. So people say yes. New Zealand's the safest country in the world. Why would it be crazy enough to come to America? Because I know that if America goes down, the Chinese have us in a heartbeat. Well, there's nothing else to defend. There's no one else left that, that has the, um, the heart to defend others and other nations. If, yeah. if America falls, hundreds of millions of people around the world will die. Absolutely. Right. You will Absolutely. see massive starvation. You will see, and, 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 and I got to tell you, this, this group of people actually does want to reduce the amount of people that's on the globe. Yeah. So th- that might play into one of their sick, uh, uh, you know, ideological end goals. It might. I don't know. I mean, that, that's, that's getting a little further down the, road, the path of a conspiracy. But I think evil has a big place in what they're doing on the left. And they're viewing good people that are, that are, they call themselves liberal. I call them traditional liberals, right? Or classical liberals. They're mewling them along to, the, to their death. And I think that I think at some point, if we don't decide to stand up now, because we want to take that last breath, we want to we want to just maybe maybe just hold on just a little longer, not sacrifice anything, not realizing that at all at the same time we're going to find ourselves powerless and not in yeah. a place where we can actually do something about it. Yeah, look, we're on the brink, and we're on the brink of either. You know, there's so much technology out there that could bring us such an amazing, prosperous free future if we can get past this political disaster that's in front of us right now. But if we do not stand up, that technology will not be used to liberate us, but to enslave us forever. And it will, as, as Joe says, hundreds of millions, if not billions of people will die on this planet because if, if America is taking down, the tyrants will go crazy and no one will have any way to oppose them we all have a dark ages like we have never seen before. So we can go two ways. We can go into a new era of a much more peace, much more prosperity, much more liberty, or we can descend into a darkness like we cannot begin to imagine. That's our choice, and that depends on how much as we as individuals stand up and take responsibility for our futures. So Trevor, I know we got to let you go in a minute, but before I do, I want to get your reaction <clears throat> to this clip. Because as you mentioned, you uh, in New Zealand, there is a Marxist prime minister. And Marxism, Marxists like to think themselves as intellectuals. And in some ways, they are, right? They, they have large vocabularies. People in the comment section on Facebook are asking, what was a proletariat? 
um, some Marxist terminology. They, they like to think that they're smarter than everyone else. And part of the problem is they get caught in that headspace thinking they know best when really they don't. So at least in New Zealand, for all of those problems with, with that leadership, at least she can put together a complete sentence. I want to play what Joe Biden said yesterday about what will happen if we all don't mask up. Spoiler alert, it includes us all getting more office furniture. Let's play cut number one. I'm reiterating my call for every governor, mayor, and local leader to maintain and reinstate the mask mandate. Please, this is not politics. Reinstate the mandate if you let it down. And businesses require masks as well. The failure to take this virus seriously, precisely what got us in this mess in the first place, risk more cases and more desks, deaths. Look, as I do my part. We risk more desks. Look, as, look. As, a, as a Kiwi, what, what do you think when you see our president saying that if you don't put a mask on your face, that all of a sudden we're going to have a spontaneous eruption of office furniture? Look, look, this is the emperor's new clothes. The whole world knows that Joe Biden is mentally incompetent, but you're not allowed to say so. Well, we got to get rid of that. We got to be the people who call out truth. We got to say what reality say. Look, we're we're suffering because people are intimidated. They're not telling the truth. Everybody should make a commitment to themselves to tell the truth in every circumstances. Be bold about it and strong about it. That's what your founding fathers were like. They were threatened with they were threatened with hanging by the British, but they still told the truth. You know, we got to recover that spirit today. The truth shall set us free and Joe Biden shall be exposed and we can we can recover this country, but not if we're cowards, only if we're brave. This has got to be the land of the free and the home of the brave again to recover our liberties. So in that, and this will be the closing deal, I do want to thank you for coming on the show. Tonight you will be at Fervent Church at 6.30 speaking. Um, so Springs, if yep. you're in Colorado Springs and you, um, it'll be a great show. I think you're going to, you're going to have, uh, the place will be packed. We're, we're looking forward to being, I'll be down there with you. Right. Um, so I look forward to it. But before you go, I have a video <laughs> that oh, was another on, video that was put on TikTok. And uh, by the way, we'll put all of your information for your books inside the comments. We'll also make sure it gets out to everyone. Well, thank you very uh, much. Collectively, we'll try to support you the best we can on that. Appreciate and also, that. I did put the link inside of the comments uh, for the movie, right? Um, so if you want to go back and take a look at that, it's Enemies Within, uh, The Enemies Within. And yeah. uh, you, can, you can get the book and the DVD as well if you go to Trevor's page. So go ahead and play this video real quick. I love America, it's an amazing place. And do you know what I've come to realize, right? Americans, you basically do everything that we do, but you do it bigger and you do it better. Like we have stupid people here. <laughs> but your stupid people are world class. Not me saying, oh, all Americans are stupid. No, America also has the smartest people on the planet. What I'm saying is that when America does stupid, you do stupid. <laughs> like, our village idiot is in a park shouting at clouds. Yours is president. 
Very true. <laughs> I, I I had to play that because I thought it was just a a, a way to uh, you know lighten it up a little bit. And the fact that the whole world is watching, the whole world recognizes Absolutely. that we we have a clown show going on in the United States, yeah. and that there is a coup, and that coup is trying to take over everything that we do as a country. And we have to be very aware of it, but we also have to be willing to make sacrifices and stand up. So you have to stand up personally if you want to sit on the couch. You have to financially support those that are standing up. Uh, and the last thing you have to do is you have to have the courage to speak truth, right? Not just recognize that you're going to tell the truth, but you also have to act, right? Yeah. So, yeah. People, people got to think of their kids and their grandchildren. What are you handing to your kids and grandchildren? If you've got a bad conscience about that, you need to get more active. Because, yeah. you know, if you, you want to look after your own kids, how can you call yourself a human? Yeah. Very, very good point. Well, thank you so much, Trevor, for joining the show. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we, we will be happy to have you on again in the future. Thank you so much. Real pleasure, gentlemen. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All right. So while Trevor gets up, we're, we're just going to go to me because we don't have it set up to just cut in on Joe. Um, I want to play this next clip because we're – well, one of the things that Trevor said was that we need to have the courage of the founding fathers. When you look at – American history, and you look at that Declaration of Independence, and you see John Hancock's signature, so big and pronounced right there, taking up the whole page. If you actually look through history, Hancock, when he did that, he said, well, I want King George to be able to see it really easily. So that, that's, a kind of, that's a kind of bravery that we don't have in this country anymore. The idea of openly signing a, a document that was quite literally insurrection. And putting your name bigger than all the others because you want them to see it. And yeah, that led to the founding fathers having to run and flee and hide away from the British. Yeah, it, it, um, it did. But it was a courage that we're definitely lacking here in the United States. So Joe is going gonna, is gonna to see Trevor out, make sure that he gets out of the studio, and then he'll come back on. Um, but until, we, until Joe's on, I, we want to keep going back to that vaccine passport. We had a lot of good conversation with Trevor, um, a lot of really great topics. But this vaccine passport thing that Joe Biden is now working on with Silicon Valley, this is real. Joe Biden is working with Silicon Valley to create a vaccine passport. And we have a fax blast today. The link is in the description on Facebook and YouTube. And it is one of the panels on DLive, if you scroll down, to put a stop to this. Because what Joe Biden is doing is he's using discretionary funds to create a vaccine passport. The notion that if you want to re-enter society, you need to provide papers proving you've either had COVID-19 or you have uh, been vaccinated. And if you don't provide those papers, you're not allowed to have a life. You're not allowed to have freedom of movement. Well, Joe Biden says he's not going to make it mandatory at the federal level, but he's going to help Silicon Valley create it. So the federal government is going to help create it and then give it to the states, give it to the cities, give it to major, major corporations so that they can make it mandatory. So really, it's, it's de facto mandatory. If every major Fortune 500 company requires you to use this system to walk through the doors of their store, that's um, going to be terrible. If New York, New York, as we covered, New York is doing it. They're going to force you to use these vaccine passports. They're calling it the Excelsior program, whatever the hell that means. Um, this is a real threat. So if you want to fight back, not only to stop Joe Biden from using your tax dollars, because he's using your tax dollars to create this registry. Help us fight back. Join the Facts Blast today. 
force Congress not only to stop that spending, but also to outlaw vaccine passports at all levels of government, local, state, and federal. This is one of those things that once they push it through, once they push it through, it'll be impossible to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Once they create the system and the cities, states, and, and companies latch onto it, it's here to stay. And, and just know that there's an element to this. They want you to use the cell phone so they can also track your movements, right? It's not just to show your ID card. They want you to be basically telling them where you are at all times. It's really terrifying stuff. One state that won't do this is Florida. Florida is just saying flat out, no, we are not going to do it. Florida is refusing to even participate, even entertain the idea of a vaccine passport. And we have a clip yesterday of DeSantis in Florida. Let's go ahead and play cut number two. I just wanted to uh, make some comments. Now, and I've said stuff previously, but uh, we are not uh, supporting doing any vaccine passports in the state of Florida. Uh, no one was more aggressive about getting this out. If you look at all the different points throughout Florida, whether it's a hospital, county health department, a retail pharmacy, a drive through sites, church sites, all this stuff, it's important. But we always said we want to provide it for all, but mandate it for none. And that was something that, while it was advised to take, particularly if you're vulnerable, we were not going to force you uh, to do it. So there, were, there was never under discussion any mandates to take vaccines. We will not have COVID vaccines mandated in Florida. The flip side of that, though, with these vaccine passports is uh, it's completely unacceptable for either the government or the private sector to impose upon you uh, the requirement that you show proof of vaccine to just simply be able to participate in normal society. You want to go to a movie theater? Should you have to show that? No. You want to go to a game? Do you, no. You want to go to a theme park? No. So we're not supportive of that. Um, I think it's something that people have certain freedoms and individual liberties to make decisions for themselves. I also wonder, it's like, okay, you're going to do this, and then what, give all this information to some big corporation? You want the fox to guard the hen house? I mean, give me a break. I think this is something that has huge privacy implications. It is not necessary to do. You know, we're going to have hit three and a half million seniors that have gotten shots uh, uh, sometime this week, likely 75% of seniors. It's important to be able to do it, but at the same time, uh, we are not going to have you provide proof of this just to be able to live your life normally. And I'm going to be taking some action in, in an executive function, emergency function here very shortly. But I've spoken, I just spoke with the speaker um, about it, and I'm telling Wilton publicly, so hopefully he agrees with me. Um, but we do need, we need the legislature to come in and just say this is not happening in Florida. So I love... Ron DeSantis. And I, what I love the most about him is whenever he is on TV or he's in one of these clips, he's just speaking complete common sense. I mean, there's nothing radical. There's nothing crazy, extreme. There's nothing even surprising about what he's saying. I mean, it, it's surprising that uh, we have a, a governor of Florida who is that bold and that honest. But I, I love it because it's what everyone should be saying. Right. When you are a public servant and you work in government, you swear an oath. You put your hand on the Bible, whatever, whatever worship, uh, book of worship that you choose. Or I guess nowadays you don't even need to do that. You raise your right hand and you swear to uphold and defend the Constitution. 
And in that constitution, the left always loves to pick and choose what parts of the constitution they want to defend. Like, oh, we'll defend the First Amendment, but not if it includes conservatives gathering in public. No, BLM can rally, but conservatives can't protest. So they always pick and choose. But really, they're supposed to be upholding and defending the entire Constitution. And even if they are as anti-gun as it comes, they're supposed to be defending your right to keep and bear arms. What I love about DeSantis is he's just so straightforward about it. He's like, no, you have the right to privacy. You have the right to um, be part of society, freedom of movement. And that, no, we're not going to mandate it. And no, we're not going to allow corporations to mandate it either. It's so refreshing because when Biden says he's not going to mandate it federally, but he's working with the big tech companies in Silicon Valley and he's working with the big box stores and he's working with the airlines, it doesn't matter if he signs the executive order or not. If everyone below him mandates it, then it might as well be a federal mandate. And in the, in the email, today's daily email, which went out, which if you aren't signed up for our daily emails, make sure you check that link in the description. Sign up for our email newsletters. Very, very important. I mentioned today that it's been three weeks since Texas lifted its mask mandate. Three weeks. The sky hasn't fallen. We don't have fire and brimstone. We don't have cases skyrocketing. Cases are actually down. Deaths are down. Hospitalizations are down. We don't have any of the any of the catastrophic results that Joe Biden claimed we would have when he said we were engaging in Neanderthal thinking. But what happened when when our governor Abbott, when he lifted the mask mandate, is it didn't really have a big effect. Yeah, sure, there are some restaurants, some stores that didn't like the mask mandate and now let you go in without a mask. Sure. But the vast majority of businesses, stores, government offices, right, they are all still requiring masks. So it's one of those things where you don't even, if, you, if you're a tyrant, you don't even need to impose your will on the people through some government mandate. You just need to give companies, local government, right, organizations, the idea that they can do it without, right? If, if this was all about government mandates, then we'd all be allowed to walk around going in and out of stores without a mask on. But even in Texas, yeah, sure, there are some exceptions. But I was out shopping, doing errands all weekend. And there was not a single store I went in that didn't have that sign still up there saying you're required to wear a mask. So this is one of those similar situations. Yeah, I don't, I don't care if they don't make it a federal mandate. They're creating it with your federal tax dollars. And then they're going to hand it over, right? It's one thing if, let's say, Delta Airlines, if they want to have their own passport system, right? If you don't want to fly Delta, you'd be able to go to American or, God forbid, Frontier, Frontier Airlines. If, if a city bus had wings, right? You, you'd have other options. But we're not talking about proprietary in-house things that these companies are doing. They want to have an overarching one solution. And the federal government's helping them create it. So yeah, I don't care if they're not going to make it federally mandated. Obviously, they shouldn't. But just the fact that the federal government is involved is terrifying. Because a lot of Americans have fought and died so that you, me, my kids, all of us, a lot of people have died so that we can have freedom of movement around this country without having to show our papers. I mean, you go through world history and you go through the examples in world history of what happened when Nazi Germany, when the USSR, when all these countries imposed their own internal passports on their people. It's a, it's a ter terrifying step towards tyranny. So we have an obligation to fight back against this. As I mentioned, a lot of good men and women died protecting this country from this kind of despotic thinking. And we have an obligation as citizens of this republic to fight back and to push back 
and ensure that this does not continue. So if you if you can join our Fax Blast today, link in the description in Facebook and YouTube, and it's in a panel on DLive if you would like to participate. Um, so you you walked out, Trevor, Joe. You, I did. You showed him. I did. How and to get said, out of the office. Yeah, and he said thank you, and uh, he thanked all of our listeners for giving an opportunity to speak. He, you know, I don't I don't know if if we didn't go into depth about Trevor, but I want to say that he is he is an amazing man. Like he is an amazing man of courage. He's been an activist. He stands up for con- the, you know the constitutional rights of Americans, and he's from New Zealand. So he come here and he recognized just the special nature of our country, the, the fact that we are in a place that that no other no other nation in the world has the ability to have what we have, a place of opportunity. The reason why people come from all, all around the world and come here is because they have opportunity. Think about this. If they take away that opportunity, no one's going to want to come here. It, the equality they're trying to create is the equality of, of things being terrible across the entire globe. But at, at least we will have battery run cars. Oh, That's what they're saying. I like battery. I like the idea of battery run cars. You should have the option. I have one. But uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> one of the things we didn't get to talk, I mean, an hour just goes so quickly. One of the things we didn't get to talk with Trevor, uh, to Trevor about was, was my, the idea of what, what? It was the fact that this show is brought to us by Oh yeah, we can, we can mention so, that. I, I, I mean, say the that. first episode was brought to you by the number 10. This episode is brought to you by MyPillow. Lots of people in the comment section saying that they've already gotten their pillows. That's great. You should Buy also more. check out the dog. No, other things. Dog beds. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the bathrobes, right? Lots of different things. The slippers. All oh right, my goodness. So slippers. I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that my bathrobe and my slippers are amazing, but I do love my pillow as well and my sheets. Oh, and I have a bed cover. So yeah, I I think my yeah. whole house is like my pillow. Matter of fact, they don't have my pillow <laughs> dishes yet, but I might get those if they do come out. Yeah, the Giza Dream Sheets. So ch- use our promo code CD twenty one, and you'll get up to sixty six percent off. Not just on pillows, but on everything on the site. Up to sixty six percent. Different products have different percentages off, but you get the most off using our code CD twenty one. So make sure you head over there, support Michael Lindell, help support the show because we get a cut of it. Um, and live the best life, have your best sleep, live on the best mattress, on the best sheets and on the best pillows. Um, so yeah, again, CD 21, my pillow, what are you waiting for? Well, obviously you can wait for the end of the show, but right after the show, make sure you head over there or open it up in a different browser window, either or. So so you can Um, still listen to us. Is it okay yeah. if our listeners send us pillows? I mean, I could uh, yeah. one. Send I, mean, us I would pillow. love to have like some a new set of slippers, maybe a robe. Or I'm shit, all for it. Yeah, you can you can buy you can buy me another set of slippers. <laughs> I will take a set of slippers. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 walk, don't, I, don't need I walk slippers. around in the it's, office. It's about to it's about to become 100 degrees here in Texas. I mean, it was like 90 degrees over the weekend. It's, it's so snowing outside here, here in Colorado. Are, yeah, no, slippers here are, are a deadly phenomenon. You put slippers on your feet and you might as well just just call it. Your, your life's over. You're going to overheat. Uh, but for the rest of the country, definitely check out the slippers. <laughs> or, tur- or turn up the air conditioning. Either way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Turn up the air conditioning, make yourself super cold, and then warm your feet up with the slippers. So one of the things we didn't get to talk to Trevor about was the history of internal passports, not passports that are necessary to leave the country, but passports that radical dictatorships have forced people to have inside the country 
to control their movement within their own borders. So let's go ahead to my screen, Mr. Producer. This list is not exhaustive, and I'll scroll up so people can see it. You're looking at China, North Korea, the Russian Federation, Ukraine. France has dabbled with it. The Confederate States of America dabbled, dabbled with it. The American colonies in the early United States dabbled in it regarding slaves. When you, were, when you were a slave, if you were allowed to go off of your plantation, you were given an ID card so that if you were found after curfew too far away from your plantation, they would know where to send you back to. So in the United States, internal passports have a very dark, dark, ra truly racist history. But this, as I said, the Soviet Union, the Ottoman Empire, South Africa during apartheid. Think about that. Joe Biden is ushering in a similar program to what we saw in apartheid South Africa. Iraq. <laughs> Iraq under Saddam Hussein. And then strangely enough, oh, Sweden, they ended it in 1860. I'm not sure what was going on there, but Sweden had one until 1860. This idea that you need to show papers. And obviously there's other ones on there. Nazi Germany. You're looking at uh, like Italy, Mussolini. There's other co countries, governments that no longer exist because they were on the wrong side of history. Um, they tried this same phenomenon, this same policy. Papers, please. Papers, please. Show me your papers. Prove that you're allowed to be where you are right now. Oh, you don't have your papers. Off to the gulag with you. This dark, dark part of our world history. And they want to usher this in with the vaccine passports. It's not the same as forcing Jews to wear a Star of David on their shirt. I get that. But it's in the same vein, forcing you to actually prove your identity, prove your medical history to be able to go. But you can't have an ID to vote. You don't need yeah, an ID to vote, but you got to have a passport to travel. If you can't see the absolute lunacy and what the left represents, I can't help you. Uh, nobody can. You represent the stupid class like that, that, that guy from, uh, I think he's from New Zealand. I actually think he's from New Zealand um, or uh, Australia. That, that really just epitomizes you. If you can't understand the lunacy and the absolute, I was going to use a word that I'm not allowed to use, use the R word, the idiocy of what we're dealing with, I can't help you. I cannot help you. Yeah. Nobody can. Nobody can. But I can tell you, I'm going to fight against you. I mean, if you're one of those people that, that thinks you can usher in what truly is racism, what truly is classism, what truly is the oppression among, uh, on the American people, all right, go ahead. I'll, I'll be the one fighting against you. And what this is eerily reminiscent of is the Chinese social credit score. We've talked about this on the show in the past, but China, yeah. not only do they have internal passports that you need to... to put forward if you want to go to different provinces, right? It's not just freedom of movement in China, even now. They have this thing called a social credit score, and it's not completely rolled out. It's in test phases in different provinces, different cities. But the social credit score is not like our credit score. Yeah, it includes that, whether or not you pay your bills on time, whether or not you're over leveraged with a debt to income ratio. It has all that in it, right? But the social aspect of it is really terrifying as well. Can, basically taking what you do as a human and using it against you or rewarding you for it. And I want to show you, this is from the Wall Street Journal, of what the Chinese social credit score will affect. Let's put up my screen, Mr. Producer Josh. Your social credit score in China would affect your insurance premiums, your access to luxury hotels, whether or not you're allowed to travel abroad, whether you can get into a school, whether you can access a plane even domestically or high-speed trains, whether you're eligible for different jobs, including government jobs, whether you're even allowed to access the internet, what rate you get on a loan and the access you have to social services. That is all determined 
by or will be if they get their way determined by the social credit score. And I want to show you what this credit score looks like. This is a, a graphic that gets shared a lot. I hope people can read it. I'll explain what it's showing. These are different things. So on the on the left side, you see green. That's positive things, ways that you can lead to a high score. Um, priority, high scores, and they basically mention everything that we say. So positively influencing your neighborhood. If the government determines that you're a positive influence in the neighborhood, you get to climb up that ladder right here. You get to climb up a little bit. If you take care of elderly family members, you get to climb up a bit. If you engage in charity work, you get to climb up a bit. But if you get caught drunk driving or jaywalking, you go down. If you illegally protest against the authorities, you go down. If you're not visiting your aging, aging parents enough, you put your parents in a home and you don't go to visit frequently enough for the government's liking, it goes down. Keeps going. If you post anti-government messages on social media, it goes down. If you spread rumors on the internet, if you're insincere in your apology after you're caught committing a crime, if you participate in anything deemed to be a cult, that includes Christianity, and if you're caught cheating, playing online video games, or even just caught playing online video games too long into the wee hours of the night. And then again, down here, there's other things. If you commit a, a heroic act, if you have a good financial history, help the poor, you praise the government, or you donate blood, those are ways to go up. So it's basically, it's, it's a crazy version of our credit score, but it's also like incorporating CCTV and, and, and facial recognition. Like they're talking about recognizing you helping an elderly woman across this, the street. This is a this is oppression. This is oppression. Yeah. This well, this if is, you're if you're is, the video game player, <laughs> this is what oppression looks like. This is yeah. what it looks like. I mean, think yeah. about it. So, go go ahead, keep going. It it, it doesn't. It, 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 look at look at on the on the right. Punishments can lead to. Right, denial yeah. of licenses, permits, and access mm -hmm. to some social services, exclusion from booking flights or high-speed train tickets, less um, access to credit, restricted access to yes. public services, ineligibility for government jobs, no access to private schools, public shaming, exposure either through online or TV screens That's in public crazy. spaces of the names, photos, and the ID numbers of the blacklisted citizens, phone dial tones yeah. mandated by authorities that inform people that they are calling a dishonest debtor. Now go, yeah. go to the top. Now this is what you get if you play by their rules and you agree to be oppressed. Priority for school admission and employment. Easier access to cash loans and consumer credit. Deposit-free bicycle and car hire. Free gym facilities. Cheaper public transportation. Now th this one is going to blow your mind. Shorter yeah. wait times in hospitals. Think yeah. about that. They're basically saying that we can kill you if we want to. Fast track promotion at work, jumping the queue for public housing. Tax, tax breaks. breaks. I, I gotta tell you, this this means this is demonic. The the idea of all this is demonic. It is. So the part about the part about them shaming, that's what they're trying to figure out the best way to do it. So there's even more things. This is an old graphic, and we can go ahead and take it down. They're, they're incorporating other things. So they're actually taking this. They're, they're investigating whether they can apply your social credit score to dating apps. Meaning if you criticize the government too much, the government's just going to block you from finding your soulmate. Or I guess only give you matches with ugly people. I don't know. I don't know how this would be involved. Those are the only two things I can think of. Stop you from actually finding your soulmate or making sure that you're only going on dates with ugly, ugly people. 
I, I guess that's probably uh, some people say that'd be the worst punishment of all, worse even than being left to die in a hospital waiting room. But the the shaming aspect of it, it's incredible. They're experimenting. This was pre-COVID because they don't do this now as much during COVID because there's not really movie theaters. But when you go into movie theaters in certain provinces in China and you would look at the previews, the coming attractions, in the middle of it, they just flash up someone's mugshot and they'd say, this person is a bad citizen. This person kicked a puppy. This person didn't help her grandmother across the road. And like listing all of the bad things. And then they sometimes even say where they live. And some apps on your phone that have maps will show you in China where these blacklist people are, where they live. So you can know it's almost like a it's almost like a, a sex offender registry. But here it's not for sex offenders. It's just for anti-government activists or people who play too many video games. Um, so really, really crazy stuff. Using push notifications just to randomly notify you that your neighbor is a bad person really scary, scary stuff. And again, not the same as what Joe Biden and big tech are talking about doing, but eerily in that same vein, once you force everyone to have this app on their phone, once you can then spy on them, use the data against them, figure out where they're going, when they're going, it's not hard to expand to that. This is that first step. We're, we're in the end times, I think. I don't know. We're going to collapse on ourselves as a result of this. You cannot get to a place where you cannot have thought leadership. You can't have free thought and expect society to continue. But they've been talking about on the far left, they've been talking about there's too many people on the planet. We need to reduce the population on the planet dramatically. They, they literally are trying to do everything they can to shrink the population. And how they're going to do it? Really simple. They're going to kill you. They're going to cause you to go to war. They're going to create conflict and chaos. It's yeah. happening. And, th so and this we, we isn't do have another... some, yeah. Go ahead, finish, and then we'll take no, it off. This isn't some conspiracy. What the conspiracy is, and and I and I wanted to get on this rant about creeping socialism and what you know what's happening in China, as it relates to what we're being sold right now. We know our eyes do not deceive us. We know that they told us that the election was the safest in history. We know that they told us that, oh, they did nothing wrong. And, but we know what we saw. We, we know we saw in different states things that can't happen. We know that we have a thousand affidavits that people saw, filled out. We know that these things are true. And the entire time, they're like, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. They just lie. So imagine a system here that big tech, that they can actually force down on us. And, I, and I've gone back and forth, Max, on this uh, deleting Facebook, getting off Facebook, getting off of all of them, all these platforms. And, I, and I'm almost to that place where I'm like, ah, well, once we get onto our own platform, why not? Why not leave Facebook? Why not leave, we already left Twitter. Why not leave these platforms, wait for President Trump to actually do something again, very courageous and, and create a platform we can use that, that has a, uh, a sealed uh, ability to control the cradle to grave solution. Why not? We have we have new tech that we're going to do. We're going to build data centers and do lots of things. Which, by the way, at the end of this, I'll give you an update on that. Why do Why do we have to play by their rules? Why? So I, why I have to. I have to right now. I am obligated under the terms of service of YouTube to make sure everyone understands that the 2020 election was absolutely, positively, perfectly, unimpeachably fair that there was zero funny business 
and that we do not advocate that. I am obligated under the terms of service. So me saying that should be sufficient for us not to now lose our channel again because of that little aside. I have to say that. I have to say that under their terms of service in order to keep us on the air. Um, but yeah, with with the they're they're Steve, lying to our face. Steve, Steve Crowder got banned from something. Steve Crowder got banned from YouTube as of yesterday, is what Lisa said on the in the comments. Yeah, for yeah. for laughing at the fact that or, or criticizing the policy about black farmers getting more money than white farmers and basically doing what you yeah. just did, and I had to correct you so we don't have the same problem. This is this is what communism looks like. This is what being censored look like this is what it looks like when you don't have a first amendment we have we have literally dissected and destroyed our constitution before our eyes and we're not doing anything about it i mean i am yeah but. and i have to say what i just said reading that little script from the terms of service was 100 percent heartfelt and it was not in any way sarcastic and i am saying this with with sound mind everything i just said was factually accurate all praise silicon valley that should protect us that should protect us we we now have it's, we ba i basically just did the equivalent of taking a little thing of salt and drawing a circle around us big tech can't get to us now we should be safe we should be safe but on, don't do it on, again because i'll have on, to say that again on april 1st on april 1st we will move as many of you as possible over to our website right we will pull in alex jones and bring everybody into one environment. So just be prepared for it. We'll have all sorts of crazy stuff that goes on with that, but we'll be launching that so we can have our conversations there without any sort of, and we'll have to, and, and I'll probably go on and, and do a, a little bit of a rant. I know we're gonna download apps and do certain things that allow us to have more flexibility to let you know that, hey, Joe's getting on, Max is getting on. Uh, we have Modern Patriot, which obviously we're rolling underneath what we're doing with, with Conservative Daily. We just got a lot of things that we're going to be doing, but we do not want to be muzzled. So we're going to continue to speak truth and do yeah. the things we and, need and, to do. And there will be days when we, similar to what, what Crowder does, if anyone watches him, we might try this too, where the first hour of the show is on YouTube, and then the second hour we leave and we're, and we're off YouTube, and you can only watch it on one of the other platforms or on our own yeah. network. Um, just, just so that we say, okay, we're going to talk about things that we want to talk about. And then if we want to talk about things that are a violation of YouTube's terms of service or Facebook or anything else, then giving you forewarning and taking you over there off of it. And so you can go to our platform or maybe we go live. And when you go to see us on Facebook, there's just a message. It's live, but it's a message without our video saying we are not on today because the Facebook overlords wouldn't like what we have to talk about. So we're going to have to figure out how to do that. And that is not an April Fool's joke. It, it, we, it is going live on April first. Um, it is. It, lots of people think it's a April Fool's joke, but it's not. Um, no, April first. We could have got. We could have made it live on April second, but April first, one extra day. Um, so I want to get your. Uh, we have a caller that we we can't forget about. Um, we have Kelly. Kelly wants to talk about the social credit system and how we're being groomed to accept it. Kelly, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, this is my second time calling, which I enjoy right. watching your show daily. Um, so if you uh, think about back. it, way back in March of last year, um, here in New York, we, there were certain uh, companies, 
um, aspects that were deemed essential. And we were all given the essential workers' documents. So if we were to leave our home, we had to show them if we were stopped. So my, in my case, I was part of media. Um, but to this day, I remember that and laughing and laughing. And then it just hit me probably 20 minutes ago that that's what they were starting to do back then, was they were grooming us for these quote-unquote passports for now for the vaccine. And yeah. it, it just blows my mind. And it, it I didn't, didn't even occur to me until right now. Yeah, well, they're, they're grooming you. Well, we have to get to the place where civil disobedience is a real thing. We have to get to the, the place where civil disobedience is the thing that we're doing, not because we just want to be civilly disobedient, but because we know that what they're doing is wrong. We know the difference between right and wrong. We know what truth looks like. We know what a lie looks like. And we call them out for what they are. We have to be willing to do that. And at, at some point, it, it's, the, it's the whole thing about somebody going and dancing in a park. Right? They're playing music and one person dances in the park and they do that for probably 20, 30, 40 minutes. And all of a sudden, then 20, 30, 40 minutes later, a second person walks up. And then more, more quickly, we see an entire group start dancing in that same area. We are doing the same thing. I'm going to continue to stand on the hill. People are shooting at me every single day. And it is tiring. It is fatiguing. But then as the longer I stand up there, people are looking for us to not be fatigued, looking for us to have stamina, looking for us to be determined. And as we do that, then they will come stand next to us. The second person, third person, fourth person, it's very difficult to get those, those people. But once that happens, now you get 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000. Then we find, ourselves in a place, we find ourselves in a place where they cannot win. Remember, the left is all weakness. They're weak people. They can stand together, and we, can, we have trouble standing together because we're strong. And people who are strong have strong personalities. They have strong abilities, strong opinions, right? And then you mix in some of people's faith-based deal and having a dream, and God just told me to do this, and you're not going to talk them away from that. You're not going to talk them off that hill. So we have to learn to stand together as well, accept people where they are, and move towards a common goal and eliminate all the idiosyncrasies of what that common goal may look like and let people go towards it. Absolutely. Yep. Now, I have a group of people that we um, we communicate quite often, but actually this weekend we're having a huge cancel Cuomo rally. Um, so that's going to be very interesting. So I think we're up to about 120 vehicles at this All point, right. uh, not including motorcycles. So that should be very fun. And then you have 12 times the number of accusers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to really ramp it up. <laughs> But I want to say something that Trevor said, which was really interesting, and that is be careful what we ask for. And it's great to be able to attack him for being a hypocrite and for being a terrible human being, but they're all terrible human beings. I mean, they're only bringing Cuomo to the front because Cuomo is not radical enough for him. I, I believe that, right? And the thing that we're going to get after he's out of office is something much more sinister, right? So, so the, the fact that he's standing up, he's starting to recognize that they're eating their, their own, but they're only eating their own when it comes to him because he didn't do exactly what the radical left, the, ra the very radical left has decided that they wanted him to do. He didn't play ball. You don't play ball, we're going to take you out. And they, they all have skeletons in the closet and they make sure that they're all compromised so that if at any point they go against any of that, they have the ability to hold them responsible. Right. But Cuomo himself, he is just like a trash bag human. I mean, 100%. there's been so many things it's over the years. You can't, I don't have enough paper in a 500 page notebook at this point. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just, 
it's just a, to a point here in New York, even here in central New York, it is obscene what they want you to do. So, you know, the, yeah. the more people that continue to fall for this, the mask grift, they, they're, it's just never going to end. I don't wear a mask anywhere that I go, and I'm not demanded to put one on, but the people will get out of their cars, put their mask on before they even hit the, the blacktop, and they're in that store with that mask on, and they won't take it off. I mean, yeah. I recently ordered a sweatshirt from Mark Dice. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Very mm-hmm. funny. Um, but he, I ordered and it says, I love global warming. I live in a very liberal town, and I am certainly not that person. But I wore that out yesterday. I'm telling you, I laughed all the way home because the people, the rolled eyes, they were just, just disgusted that I would, God forbid, wear that sweatshirt, mind you, at a 40-degree day. And it was just, the whole thing was very, it was just very fun to do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That, 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 that's a funny t-shirt. Um, and I, 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 com- I can completely see people melting down over that. And that's something that Katie Hopkins oh, said last week, which we, we've said over and over again. The left doesn't have a sense of humor. The left can't see the humor in everything. Everything, everything that they put forward is, is, is existential. They always say that it's an existential crisis. What they mean when they say that is if we don't solve this crisis, our very existence is threatened. Everything is an existential crisis, according to the left. Well, no, it all can't be an existential crisis, right? <laughs> like affordable housing, affordable housing policies or, or whether or not Georgia is allowed to, whether or not organizations in Georgia are allowed to give water to people waiting in line to vote. That is not an existential crisis, but they're presenting it as if it is, um, so you're you're right, and it's it's very funny that you got that reaction. I I can totally see that. Um, yeah, it's I, 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 I don't know how you do it in New York. I don't know how you do it in New York. My wife grew up in New York. Well, she she grew up in Pennsylvania, then moved to New York. I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, I got out of there as soon as I could. Um, I I feel for anyone left behind in these states. I would just say that the last person to leave, please make sure you turn the lights off. <laughs> Well, and, and they don't see it as a problem, though. I mean, they don't see the degradation happening in those states as a problem. They they just see it as, oh, we'll just retax more people, and then we'll you know ease some restrictions, get people to come back, get them back in their cages, right, and, and just put them back on the hamster wheel. They'll just keep doing it, keep doing it. Or they'll turn it into just a, a devil's playground, and then all the, the blight of the country will end up there. They don't care. Yeah, or they just get a bailout from Congress. Yeah, that's about right. right. We cannot, um, I do have one more yeah. thing to say. Um, so Go part ahead. of my job is like a, re- a recruitment standpoint. And I have customers that contact me on a daily basis, placing ads and whatnot. Um, they can't find anybody to work because, and they're even screaming about the fact that they continue to pay everybody on the unemployment, the additional monies per week. What's going to happen now with this influx of um, people coming over the border and they will make their way here. And I, imagining in about a week all of these jobs that are continuing to be open are not going to be open in about two weeks two to three weeks and then all of a sudden at one point they're going to cut that extra money off of unemployment and these people are going to be looking for a job and there's not going to be a job to be had it's a good point for the lazy people that wait and wait and wait they're going to wait and then they're going to be standing on the corner with with a cup Flinging some pennies in there, hoping people are going to donate more money. Well, that's yeah, what that's, we're. That's, that's, a, a, that's a good point. 
I don't know if you've seen what's happening in Seattle, but there's neighborhoods now where the tents line the street and just the, in the uh, um, uh, residential neighborhoods that are outside of Seattle. So just residential in the, in the suburbs they have, and there are tents that are lining and the amount of crime, everything from rapes and murders and assaults and carjacking. And obviously we saw the carjacking that happened in uh, Washington, D.C., where CNN came out and said it was an accident when they murdered that man. Oh, they were just going for a joyride. That's what, that's yeah. what the claim was. Just yeah. going for a joyride. Yeah, a joyride with the guy hanging out the car, doing 60 miles an hour, crashes it, and ends up killing the man, right? And, we're and shame on the phone. National Guard. Shame on those National Guard troops for just walking by him. Shame on them. I know that they don't have the power to make a citizen's arrest, but, but, but this is, listen, far this too is, many people were walking past that guy's body. But see, this is the point. I mean, you start talking about what happened in Boulder, same thing. People looked at bodies, did nothing about it. The amount, the lack of humanity that we're actually going towards in the United States specifically is, it's scary. It's scary. It is absolutely scary. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really yeah, is. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, we'll give you one final word. We have to wrap up because we're almost at the two-hour mark, but we'll give you one final word before we let you go. If you know somebody looking for a job, push them to get off of their unemployment. Start making their own money and stop relying on the government. Yeah. Excellent, excellent advice. Well, thank you so much for the call, Kelly. Really do appreciate it. And call us again when you get a chance. Uh, yeah, that was Kelly's. I think that was the second time she called in. She's great from New York. It's always great to hear a conservative from New York behind enemy lines, what they're experiencing, because it is just as bad as we all imagine. New York is not a fun place to live at the moment. So we're, we're almost up at, at the break, Joe, at our two hour break. Um, this, this two hour period went by really quickly. Really um, fast. Do you have a, any brief final words? Not too long, but any brief final words? Well, I'll give you an update. We're going through all the final kind of paperwork to make sure that we can actually launch this uh, crowdfunding um, uh, sophisticated investor portfolio build um, for the uh, um, for the company that we're creating, right? This new tech startup. And uh, it has been, I want to make sure I dot my I's and cross my T's. I want to make sure that we do the right thing. I wanted to make sure that we had all the financial um, things in place that would allow us to have transparency with those people that became a part of it. Um, but also make sure that we could identify the right targets to make sure that we could use this properly. And that, uh, that, you know, although many of you say, Hey Joe, I just give you money for it. Anyway, I had somebody that called me. I had someone that Venmoed me. <laughs> I had somebody that Venmoed me $3,000 and I look and I, so I went back and I'm like, Hey, listen, I think you accidentally sent me $3,000. So I sent it back and then they sent it back to me and, and said, no, no, this is for the company that you're starting. And I was like, listen, I can't, I can't take this money. He goes, look, I don't need to, I'm not supporting you and giving you $3,000 because I want there to be a return. I'm doing this because I really want to show you that there are a lot of people out there like me that will do whatever they can to support you in this fight to get us so we have this independence and we we get rid of this, this uh, leftist ideology. So um, I thought that was really interesting, but I still want to make sure that there's institutional wealth that is actually developed through this. I'm one of those people that just believes that Hey, if we're going to do something and do it right, and we're going to bless people, we should bless everyone that's involved in it. Um, and so I have that mindset. 
Um, so just bear with us. We have a lot of different things we're doing all at the same time. We're launching uh, Joe's Depot, which is going to be the um, the e-commerce. We're not going to call division. it Joe's Depot, are we? We are. We're calling it Joe's Depot. Why are we calling it Joe's Depot? Why are we calling I, it the Conservative want, Daily Store? No, it's, it's Joe's Depot at Conservative Daily, and it's going to be really cool. But I've been working on all that stuff. Max has been working on making sure we have proper infrastructure to have communication systems and that, that the things on the website are working properly. Josh has been making sure that we could get more guests on the show and we have other people that we've brought in to make sure that we're, uh, you know, have a more stable uh, e, uh, email platform uh, because we constantly get attacked on that front as well. So we're just doing a lot of things all at the same time to bring and give you the best experience and the best uh, opportunity to learn something on the show. So um, just bear with us, but we're, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. We are almost there, and that'll be coming out in the next few days, hopefully. Um, well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. That's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean, all great places. We go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern, live on Facebook youtube and d live so make sure you like and follow our facebook page subscribe hit the bell for notifications on youtube and give us a follow on d live very important news we just got accepted into the d live affiliate program so if if you would like to subscribe to d live there, there's a fee i'm not sure i have to set it all up but you can basically give us uh, a, a donation on a monthly basis and you would get special perks on DLive as a result. So we still have to, that just came across my email inbox while we were on the air. I had to set it up, but we will be able to have subscriptions now. And we'll also be able to keep our streams saved up on DLive longer term than just the three days and then when it, it disappears. So cool things happening there. And we will be soon going live on our website, um, hopefully in the next couple of days as well. Um, make sure you check out all the links in the description. We are running that fax blast today. If you want to fight back against the vaccine passports, this is the way to do it. Join our fax blast campaign and put pressure on Congress to cut off Joe Biden's funding and make it illegal for any state or locality to use vaccine passports as well. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Altman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>